hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris, and this is episode three, Beliefs About Love and Relationships. So coming from the queen of all things hopeless romantic, I feel like I personally had to do a lot of unlearning when it came to understanding what love was and what that looked like for me, as it is completely different from everybody else. We're all different kinds of human beings and we all need different things from partners. And I got all of my examples from my favorite novels and my favorite movies. In sixth grade, I was, I mean, I've kind of all, all my life have been an avid reader, but sixth grade, my reading was influenced by my desire to read love stories. I was a huge young adult novels fan and all I ever read was stories about love. If it didn't have love in it, I didn't want it. I didn't care about it. Some of my favorite books to this day that I tell people about all the time because I had a reading club with my girlfriends and we only read love stories and we just, you know, soaked them all in. We're like, oh, I love this love. Like he's so mean to her, but he loves her and he can't tell her how he really feels. And we believed that crap because it was so interesting. And I can't tell you how many times I've said that in my real life about someone I had a crush on. And I was like, he likes me. He just doesn't know it. And he treats me like crap because he's afraid of his feelings for me. And Sometimes that's really true, but that doesn't give a person an excuse to talk to you in those ways, and that is not love. So I think there's so much to unpack here for me, and there's no such thing as a podcast episode from Queen Made of Light without an episode about love and relationships. So get ready, grab your coffee, grab your snack, because we're going in. Let's do it. So topic number one, figuring out what love isn't. So if you're like me, you came in to love with a lot of preconceived notions. You were excited for love. You were excited to fall for someone. You were excited to be vulnerable. And you're like, okay, great. So what, what is love? How can I experience it to the best of my ability? And how do I know if it's real and it's honest with this person? And my answer to that is it's easier to figure out what it's not than what it is. Because I think as you grow up and the more relationship experience you have, you figure out that you want things that you didn't even know you wanted because there are people who showed you things that you didn't want. Um, And so experience is key. Experience is necessary. You're always growing, you're always learning and taking from those people. But I think something we don't give enough credit to when we're in these relationships is intuition. Our intuition is always there and she ain't ever gonna lie to you, girl. And you think that she's trying to ruin things for you. Sometimes you're like, girl, be quiet. Like, this is love, girl. Like, I finally got the guy that I always wanted. This is it for me. And then she's like, no, honey, listen, for real. Like, this is not the guy. And I have my own personal experience where my intuition was screaming at me and I thought she was like trying to sabotage my relationship. Um, so little story time, but I was in a relationship with someone who when I first met them, it was like everything was so perfect. It was like too good to be true. I was like, this guy was heaven sent. Like he, you know, he says all the right things. He does all the right things. Like, how is this happening? This is amazing. So when the red flags came, I was blind. I was super blind because I really did not want to believe them because of the the, the beautiful, pure relationship that we had had prior to the red flag showing up so when the red flags came I I had the intuition was there you know looking back on the relationship the intuition was there but at the time while I was in the midst of it 
I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't let it inform the relationship. I would just kind of like sweep it to the side. And it's funny now being able to, you know, talk about it in hindsight and like be able to visibly see myself uh, refusing to see it, you know, making the active decision not to see it. And it was because it was a form of, it was, it was gaslighting. And I think gaslighting is one of those things that can really, really creep up on you because it usually comes from a person who has a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde behavior. Like when they're good, they're really, really good. When they're bad, it's like, did that just happen? Like I would have so many moments where my partner would say something to me and I would be like, "Mm." that didn't that didn't hit me right that didn't feel good and I would stand up for myself being very you know like I'm I'm gonna tell him that that made me feel bad and that disrespected me and he would apologize to me and I was like great okay like I told him how he feels he apologized we're all good and then it would just continuously happen over and over and over and over again and when I look back on the relationship and I ask myself like why why did I not see those first instances as like this is not love because I can clearly see it now that I was overcompensating I was trying to believe that those things weren't there because I just wanted to see all the good things I couldn't see the bad things but but my intuition knew that that's feeling wasn't good and that feeling just grew and grew and grew and grew because she was demanding that I listened to her even though I didn't listen to her um And I think it's because, you know, we have this idea that when you love someone, you turn a blind eye to their faults. And that's not what you do. When you love someone, you accept their faults. But their faults cannot be manipulation, you know, making you feel unworthy. Uh, You know, every time you get into an argument, it leaves you feeling even more disrespected or like it was your fault for even bringing something up. Like, those are not faults that you should ever live with or try to deal with or make peace with. Like, that is not love and that is selfishness and manipulation and toxicity into your relationship. And at the time, I couldn't see those things because I didn't want to believe that they were there. Um, But I learned a lot from that relationship. And one of the main things was that my intuition always knows and she always tells me even if I don't want to believe her. So I really, really think that that's something that we should be paying more attention to when we're in these relationships and when we're falling for someone because love is such a vulnerable, vulnerable thing that you have to put yourself out there if you want to be real, if you want to be honest, if you want to receive something that's really, really worth it, you have to give part of yourself in return. But if you feel like somebody is squashing on that part of you, then that's not real love. And your intuition will tell you that immediately. Topic number two, love can be challenging, but shouldn't be constantly making you cry. This is something that a lot of people need to hear. It, it sounds kind of silly, but this is in here for a reason, okay? Um, love is challenging because it's about people with separate hearts and separate minds and separate souls choosing to come together. And though that is a beautiful thing, that doesn't promise sunshine and rainbows. It's saying we love each other so much and are committing to being together. It's the commitment to always be honest, respectful, and lead with love. But disagreements will happen. Sometimes you'll get on each other's nerves, and sometimes you're going to need your space. But those are all healthy and normal things that make a relationship stronger. I think relationships are totally about, like, compromise and... It's not always going to be easy because you're dealing with someone else's opinions and, 
you know, their personality and they're dealing with your opinions and your personality. And it's like somewhere we're going to hit a wall one day where it's like, damn, I really never thought about life like that. But if that's what you need in order to feel comfortable, I'm going to do that for you. Like, that's what it is. It's like the constant learning of each other and growing with each other. And so you're going to have disagreements and you're going to have arguments, but they're, in my opinion, I think they're, the result of them should be that you learned how to love your partner more. You learned more about what they needed in order to feel safe. And you're going to grow. And as you grow together, those things are always going to change. And it's about being open and respectful to them and hearing what they need. So I think that when arguments happen, it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is terrible and it sucks and it's toxic. I think an argument can be super healthy because you can get emotional, they can get emotional, we can yell maybe a bit more than we wanted to, but I said my piece, you said your piece, and it ended with both of us feeling like, okay, good, I feel like I was heard, I respect what you said, you feel like you were heard and you respect what I said, great, so let's move on, and and I learned something from this, and it's great, and now I, I know how to love you better, I know how to love you more, whatever, but where an argument becomes unhealthy is when at the end of it, you wish you never said anything in the, per- the first place, or you feel worse than it was when you began it or that person was putting you down and and saying things like you're crazy for thinking that way you know when 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 arguments are not about validating your feelings but instead are invalidating you and making you feel like you don't have a voice and you end up crying that means that's not love (laughs) because I think you know especially you know in these movies we see you know, the harder we fight, like, like we can even talk about the notebook. Listen, I love the notebook. Like I'm not trashing the notebook. I love it. But the notebook creates this, it romanticizes couples who fight like cats and dogs. And I think it's funny because I think that movie today with those scenes, like, you know how like movies have like romantic montages. And in the romantic montage, there's a section where you know they're fighting in the car and she's so mad at him and like immediately he just starts kissing her and I think a scene like that today actually wouldn't land the same way I think women might be like dude like she's trying to tell you how she feels like you can't just like make her shut up by kissing her and like making it all go away like you guys have to un un you have to like unravel this problem we need to talk about this problem you know and it and I used to love that because like oh my god it because what it what they're trying to get it to read as is passion. If if we yell at each other and if we have like amazing sex afterwards, it's because this relationship is fire. This relationship is so great and we're so into each other. And then I, you know, I don't want to knock that and say that's not how it is for some people, but I think it does give a bad light to some people who might be in situations like that and think that that's okay. Like, yeah, he does make me feel like shit, but you know, when we make up, it's really great and it's fine and then I forget about it. And I think that's really unhealthy, but we've kind of been told to believe that if he yells at you and if you yell at him, it just means you love each other harder. If you end up crying after a relationship and he comes over and he kisses you and and you have you make love, then it's fine. And it doesn't matter what he said because we had sex after and like that means we really love each other. You know, I think those things... We need to stop validating relationships like that where verbal abuse kind of gets thrown away because it's hiding under the light of passion. I don't think those things are love. And I think us women get very confused by things like that, especially women who are looking to be cared for and be cared about. I know I've experienced 
some relationships with my friends, like, you know, from stories from my friends who just feel like, you know, it's great because I, he cares about me. You know, I've never felt that before. Someone who really cares about me so much, like jealousy, when someone is jealous and sometimes it's just like, well, you know, I like that he gets jealous when I'm around other guys because it just shows me that he would do anything for me, that he doesn't want to let me go and things like that. And and I don't, I think a little bit of jealousy is healthy, but too much jealousy is controlling and it's never, never good. And and someone doesn't need to hurt you to show you that they love you. They don't need to make you cry to show you that they love you. They don't need to manipulate you, yell at you to make you know, to let you know that they love you. And I think that's something that we need to put an end to. Um, and know that love is challenging, but not in those kinds of ways. Topic number three, love is not losing yourself in the process. So... For the record, I am not single right now. I am in a relationship, but I have spent a lot of time being single. And I loved being single. Being single was so amazing because I didn't have to compromise. I spent so much time alone figuring out what I liked, figuring out what I didn't like, healing. I did a lot of healing on my own, healing that I'm still in the process of. I don't think it ever really stops, but I had so much space to do that by myself. And I wasn't afraid of taking that walk alone because I knew I needed to do it alone. And now that I'm in this relationship, it is so important to me that I still hold on to those pieces of myself, that I don't completely lose myself in this other person because though I am very happy and I'm over the moon, clearly, about this relationship, I don't want this relationship to be the center of my life. I want it to add to my life. And I think that can be hard when you're in a long distance relationship, especially because, you know, you want, you spend all this time on the phone. It's like, wow, this person that I care so much about is like inside my phone and I can't have daily activities with this person. And that's really hard. And I want to cultivate a life with this person. But I think it's so important that he has his life and I have my life and we have a life together because I don't think there's anything healthy about being with someone so far that you can't see yourself. And that every move that you make depends on that other person and and all the validation in your life has to come from that other person. Um, Like, I don't know if you guys are watching The Bachelorette, uh, Claire's season. Um, Something that Claire said, I mean, I love The Bachelorette. And something that Claire said was that, you know, the way that she talks about love is she says kind of like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Like, my dad would be so proud of me. Like, this is all I've ever wanted to do and blah, blah, blah. And like... It kind of made me cringe a bit. And, you know, obviously, if you've learned anything about me from my blog and this podcast, it's that, like, I love love. Like, love is great. But I I never want love to be the center of my existence. I want it, love with another person to be the center of my existence. I want it to add to my life. I want it to contribute to my life. And I want a partner who's going to help me to be the best person that I can be. And it And the quote made me cringe because it almost sounded like she was, like, she had won an award like she was like proud of herself because she had gotten this man on reality tv to fall in love with her and i think love enhances us and we should find people in our lives who contribute to us not people who make us not even be able to see ourselves anymore and i think love is not losing yourself love is enhancing yourself and it's so important to make sure that you have yourself and a piece of yourself separate from your love. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think some people feel like we need to like be attached at the hip to our partner. Like it's only love if like we can't go anywhere without each other. It's only love if 
we spend every waking moment together. And I don't think that's always the case. I think there's moments for that for sure. I, I think that's so beautiful to feel so connected to someone in that way. And I think that's great. But I don't think it should ever be at a point where you can't function on your own. Um, so if you learn anything from me, if you get any piece of advice from me at all, it's that you shouldn't be afraid to be alone and to figure out what love is for you and what love looks like on you and what you want and what you deserve before you get into a relationship with someone else. There's no harm in that. I think being single is a beautiful, healing, fun, amazing experience. I think it's I think it's just like the best thing you could do, especially in your 20s um, and as a teenager as well. Um, because that's where the growing happens. That's where the messy things happen and the mistakes happen. And, and that's where you're like, oh, I like this. Or no, I don't like this. And that's okay because I have nobody that I have to relate that back to. I don't have anybody that I have to worry about except myself. And I can be completely unapologetically selfish as, as I try to figure out what I need and what love is for me. So I hope that's something that if you're single, it's something that you really, really think about. Or if you're in a relationship, I hope these little topics were informative to you and I hope there's something that you can bring into your relationships and maybe even talk about with your partner or discuss with yourself if is this kind of where I'm at with this relationship um and yes that's all I have to say but thank you for listening and I'm sure this won't be the last time I talk about love because I just I love this topic and I think it's just because I love humans I love connection And these kinds of things really fascinate me and I'm always learning and I'm always growing. So this probably won't be the last time I have an episode about love and relationships, but it is the first and I hope you enjoyed it. So if you did, please leave me a message, send me a DM, let me know what you liked, let me know what was helpful. Um, And if you have any topics that you would like me to discuss or anything like that, my email is always free. My DMs are always open. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya!